Got these little baby potatoes I'm eating, Jimmy. They're pretty good. Yeah. I'm I'm bringing Eaton back to the podcast because I just woke up less than an hour ago and I'm hungry. <laughs> it's two o'clock. Uh, I will. It is daylight savings in the United States, though. Mm-hmm. So, Holden, I'll give you that. It is. It would be one o'clock normally. So. I, uh, last night, or I guess early this morning, I started watching a movie. I'll talk about it and what we, what you were, what are you doing? Um, but I was like, oh man, I'll be done by like three o'clock forgetting that it was daylight savings. And so I was going to be up until four o'clock finishing the movie. So yeah, that's part of it. So Holden woke up at about one twenty today. Yep. <laughs> PM. Good time. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter. <coughs> God, the potato <laughs> got stuck in my throat. Joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthie. <laughs> this is, this is, if you're new listener, this is uh, about how it goes every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, got a it's, great- it's not a Holden week unless he gags during the intro. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Onward, the new Pixar film. Did you even but, know it came out? You probably didn't. Yeah, well, not if you're our age. I'm sure if you're a kid and you're watching you know, Cartoon Network or something, you, you probably see ads a lot. I don't know. Let's get on with it, old. All right, Onward. <laughs> that one movie podcast. All right, Jimmy. First, we've got to do some toms. Wow, you sound very excited. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. First, we've got to do some toms. How does that's, that feel? That's a little better, Holden. All right. Uh, toms is a rapid no, fire you segment. Didn't, you didn't do the. You didn't do the pause, Holden. And now I'm just gonna awkwardly leave this in to the edit, so you look bad. <laughs> Fine. Wait a second. Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Yeah, let's get started with this game, Olden. Yeah, all right, sure. Yeah, on your weeks, on your weeks it's a game, Jimmy. This That's, week it's my week, it's a segment. Games are more fun than segments. Uh, Holden. Whatever. Beg to disagree. Uh, mm, potato. Um. So did you watch that connected trailer, Jimmy? I did, and what a whirlwind of a trailer that is. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> There's a big it left start- turn. <laughs> it starts out one thing, right, and you're like, wait, yeah, but- all right. All right, if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening, just pause this real quick. Two mm-hmm. minutes, go to YouTube, watch it. Big left turn in this trailer. <laughs> I'll give you about uh, three more seconds. Two, one. Okay, that was your chance. Now we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, I just knocked my mic. Um, Yeah, so connected. It's interesting. It starts out and you're like, oh, it's this dad and he's sad that everyone's on their phones or whatever. Um. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's got some interesting animation. Um, and then they're going on a road trip. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> robots take over the world or something <laughs> or attempt to. <laughs> 
just like in, halfway instant, through the trailer instant age of ultron <laughs> yeah it's just, <laughs> it's like it's at least it's implied in the trailer that like these robots are unveiled at this like tech expo and then they immediately go haywire <laughs> like there's no like <laughs> there's no delay <laughs> i thought it was pretty funny overall thoughts um it's got the whole you're on your phone too much you gotta experience the real world Holden's mm-hmm. struggling to eat his potatoes. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm watching this. It's hard to focus on what I'm saying when Holden <laughs> tries to pick up a potato with the fork, tries to put it in his mouth and just misses it, and it falls <laughs> back into the bowl. <laughs> They're good. Yeah, potatoes are mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, trailer looks pretty good. I'm, it's Lord and Miller, so... Mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse is great. The Lego movies are wonderful, of course. Yeah, Solo I, is <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> all right. They also got fired on that, but who who hasn't gotten fired from a Star Wars movie? Yeah, who hasn't <laughs> at this point? Um, I think it's. I don't think they're directing it. I think it's written by them though. Okay, that's. I think from what I understand, and they might be producing it as well, but I don't think they're directing it. Yeah, that's all right. As long as they as long as they're penning the script, they're very funny individuals, funny and witty. Yeah. I mean, so I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt until mm-hmm. I see it. So Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. like the too much technology message is a little heavy-handed and might seem that way. The trailer at first kind of seems that way. Um Well, I but, think it's going to be like yeah, you connected but also be present. Like I don't think yeah. either side is going to be completely Right, like I don't no. think it's just like they're boomers going. Kids no. use technology too much. <laughs> there's but no way that, that would. There's no way that would fly. <laughs> like mm. with young audiences, they'd be like, "Oh, old people are just telling us to not use our phones." I think it's going to be like there's value in both mm-hmm. and finding the balance and all that stuff. I like the dog in the trailer. The dogs, the the, the best part. I like <laughs> when they the robots are trying to figure out what the dogs are and they just they self destruct. <laughs> Although like I, a loaf of bread, <laughs> I'm a little concerned that they spoiled almost all the good dog parts, though. Mm-hmm. Like it's entertaining now, but I almost wish I would have just seen it in the context of the movie. Yeah, because like that kissing dog part is pretty funny. Yeah, but they show it like five different ones. I'm like, how many yeah. are in the movie? <laughs> it's probably all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not all of them, it might just be like a very overplayed joke. Yeah. So I'll we'll see. Overall, I'll give it a broke off. I will too. I was kind of surprised this didn't play before onward. Or at least I it didn't too. for me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It did not for me either. Or either, uh, depending on how you pronounce it. We accept both ways. Um Here, we're very inclusive. We are. We are. Happy International Women's Day, by the way. Yeah. Also, this is our fiftieth episode ever. Wow! Holden. You dropped the ball in the intro there. <laughs> God, <laughs> too busy gagging. <laughs> I was too busy eating those potatoes. They're really good. There's also broccoli and ham in there. It's got a lot going on in this meal. Pretty I'm good. well. So we're celebrating a lot of things today. Oh, on okay. this episode of that one movie podcast, potatoes yeah. as well. Yes, indeed. Thank you, potatoes. Um. Uh, so we got some more news. Uh, some more Uncharted news this week. What's uh, a week uh, without Uncharted news? Huh. Last week. 
<laughs> pretty sure we didn't last week. So that was a week without Uncharted news. Um, we got a couple things uh, going on this week. First of all, Ant- Antonio Banderas was cast in the movie. He's probably the villain. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, and Ruben Fleischer was confirmed to direct the movie, which is good since they're going to film in like a month or whatever. Yeah, Antonio Banderas is an obvious choice for an Uncharted villain. <laughs> like, as soon as they, they hadn't, like, confirmed his role, but as soon as I saw him listed, I'm like, yeah, he's, like, definitely the villain. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll, first he'll be friendly, and then he'll betray them. Wow. I bet, yeah. <laughs> I bet that's more likely than he's just the villain the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then he's going to be like, I told you not to trust me. Just like the one guy from Indiana Jones in the last crusade. Oh yeah. The what's his name? Ray Donovan, Ray Donovan or something like that. That's Walter. Don- Ray Walter. Donovan's an Amazon prime show. I think or showtime. <laughs> Walter, Don- <laughs> <It's> Walter Donovan. <laughs> I told yeah. you not to trust anybody. Dr. Jones. Uh, this is, I think so he was Antonio Banderas was just nominated for an Oscar for his movie Pain and Glory and I think that was his first yep. Oscar nomination. Well now they could put Oscar nominated actor in the uh in the, in the yeah the what you call it the trailers. Is Mark Wahlberg nominated before? Mark Wahlberg nominated for like Boogie Nights or something? Uh that's a good question. Was he Was he nominated for that one wrestling movie he did or boxing oh movie? yeah maybe what was I, don't that? Know. I forget the name of that that's something that i won't bother looking up but you guys at home can look up <laughs> whenever i think my like mark Wahlberg, for some reason i also think of matt damon <laughs> yeah so i was like I, the martian I'm like, i mean i second. always think that's of him just in m night Shyamalan's the happening so i just think of donnie Wahlberg in saw 2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember Donnie Wahlberg better than I remember Mark Wahlberg. And they're both on the poster for Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. They're have the not third tried Wahlberg. It. I haven't either. We had the opportunity while we were at uh, Mall of America in January. We didn't yeah. take it. We didn't do it. Unfortunate. We'll have to go back when we do the uh, the VR thing. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, we yeah, should so we'll, do sometime. We're on a side tangent right now, but we're going to talk about this at Mall of America uh, there's this really cool VR like experience thing you can go to. They've got like it's Avengers like full, and full Star body, Wars hour long experiences with yeah. groups. VR. And it was expensive, and we were on a trip, so like we weren't gonna do it then. But we but might not, have to take a trip on its own to do that. But not soup. It was like thirty bucks or something. Yeah, around there, which is expensive, but also probably worth it. Yeah, I'd be I, willing to go back just. I got to try it. Fun. Yeah, me too. All right, that's cool. I give uh, I give this uncharted about? news. <laughs> I give the uncharted news a broca, and I give the VR thing a broca too. Yeah, brocas all around. Huh? <laughs> uh, so this 99 was ninety nine brocas. Wait, ninety nine bottles of brocas on the wall. Indeed. Uh, so we got we got uh, some kind of more disappointing news. Uh, no time to die was released or not released. It was delayed. <laughs> the release was delayed um, from April to November. Uh, that's the new James Bond movie for those of you who don't remember. Uh, it's in wake of like coronavirus concerns because like I, I who, what company owns that? Is it uh, Paramount? Yeah, maybe. Uh, regardless, they like 
they're worried that like with the current like Maybe. coronavirus like scare and everything that'll uh, affect its uh, box office earnings, and so they're hoping that moving it to November. Uh, a lot of that will die down or even go away by that point. And so then the, uh, more people will go see it. However, I'm like curious as to the date that they moved it to, because currently where they're at, they'll also have to compete with um, that week uh, is also the release of Raya and the Last Dragon, which is the new uh, Disney uh, movie, uh, Disney animated movie that's coming out that month. And then the week before uh, Godzilla versus Kong is coming out. Um, so a couple of big movies that, will definitely eat into its box office. So that's why I was where it was at and in April it really had no competition, so um it's MGM and Universal. Oh, okay. Also the people who announced it were the producers. Uh the two producers of the or two of the producers of the movie, Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. The Broccolis. Do you, do you know about that? The no. Bond, the Bond franchise, like all of the works, I think by like Ian Fleming and all like that entire thing is owned by the Broccoli family. <laughs> their, their last name is Broccoli and apparently they're pretty like, like they're kind of stingy with how it's like the Bond name is used and stuff like, like more so than a lot of people think they should be. I think it's like this whole thing. It I should be you're like, it's, um, people think it should be more uh public domain than it is or i don't i don't know exactly i don't know the whole controversy behind it but they're they i think they wield their their power over that franchise a little too much wow those elites am i right those broccolis um and then oh the other the other part of this news was my spy was moved to replace that original date (laughs) My the Dave s- Batista movie, <laughs> where he's got the little girl. That hasn't come out yet. No, it's why it, would, originally why did supposed they to come show out trailers for that like a year ago. Yeah, well, it was originally supposed to come out in like August, but then it was moved to like next week or something. But now it's been delayed another month to replace that. So I'm gonna give all of this a bombadil. I'm gonna give it a bombadil because historically, if you look at the Spanish flu went away during the summer and came back much worse during the fall. So if anything, history would suggest that I'm not going to say this <laughs> for certain because I'm obviously not a an expert in uh, diseases, epidemiology, right? Is that what it's called? I have no idea. I'll just throw that out and hopefully it's the right word. <laughs> Um, if anything, it could come back stronger and be mm-hmm. even a bigger issue in November. So I think you just let the movie come out, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I But they, I'm sure they have all their reasons behind it. I don't really care about the new James Bond movie, if I'm going to be honest. It sounds like they have, uh, they should change the name to Plenty of Time to be Released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie has been pushed back so much. Like this was, was a, this was also one of those movies where just directors were hired and fired all the time, and, mm. and it's like kind of like uncharted. It, and like this movie is pretty much complete by this point. They're just like waiting to release it. Oh, it has to be done. I mean, it's yeah. got to be just done. It's supposed to come out in a, in a few month. weeks or month. Be a little less than a month, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's a whoopsie daisy, I guess. 
I don't like. Uh, I just. I guess I, it does better internationally than it does in the United States. So, yeah. So I, I mean, like, I think they do decently well in China. So they probably want to get the Chinese audience to be able to go. I guess I don't. It know. makes sense. Yeah. I think it should just be direct to video. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that would never happen. Um, yeah. So, uh, in other coronavirus news, the South by Southwest Film Festival has been completely canceled. Yeah, I saw that. So that's apparently I, I was reading about it. Uh, apparently, South by Southwest, a bunch of like people had already been dropping out. Like Netflix had dropped out of showing what it was going to show, and a bunch of other like companies had. And so this was just kind of like a final decision. Um, on, I don't know who runs that. I think maybe sit the city of Austin, Texas itself has quite a bit of say, cause they might've been the ones that announced it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of disappointing. I don't like film festivals getting canceled cause I always like to hear about the good movies that are going to be coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's just kind of a wait and see, I guess how, how big coronavirus is going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you hope the more lethal strands die out, like what happened with the Spanish flu, um, and yeah, that's how I mean, it kind right of how it goes away. Or we get a vaccine quickly. Right now, here. all of these like travel bans or cancellations and everything is very precautionary, and hopefully, it just doesn't. I mean, it would suck if it if it if in a way it would suck if it was all for naught, just because like then we had all these cancellations. But also, it is better to be safe than sorry, and we don't want people to get sick and hurt and everything. I mean, if you save one person's life by canceling South by Southwest, I think it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give it a Bergeron. Bergeron for me too. It's sad, but be precautionary. Be safe. Um, okay, so the first Quiet Place 2 reactions have come out, and they've been very positive, Jimmy. Uh, a lot of, pe- a lot Let's of the, go. a lot of the reactions have said that it is still creative, despite it, I mean, being still quiet and everything. <laughs> it's very tense, and it feels vital to the first movie. And the movie itself, I didn't know this, but in one of the reactions I read, it said this. The movie is only an hour and 45 minutes. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, <laughs> that is what we like to hear. Uh, so all of those things sound good to me. Yeah, I mean, I that's what I was hoping for. I think it it like I said when they when we did the trailer reaction, get a lot of uh, the Last of Us vibes. Mm-hmm. So if this can at least be kind of channel that energy of the first one in a in a different way that adds something i'm super excited about this movie yeah. and it comes out pretty quick here right yeah it's in like a two or three weeks or something two or three weeks i'm looking forward to it uh definitely uh broke off for me oh yeah definitely broke off speaking of the last of us jimmy oh you got some big this i was uh <laughs> i was actually gonna wait to put this last to just torture you but you you provided a good uh transition point there um so the last of us has been confirmed to be in the works as a series at HBO, um, a TV series, that is. Um, It is going to be written by The Last of Us writer himself, Neil Druckmann. uh, And And director of the second game. Co-director. Of the second game. Oh, okay. Co-director of the first game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And then also written by the Chernobyl creator, Craig Mazin, uh, who we just last week or the week before uh, said was confirmed to also be writing the Borderlands movie. Um, so we got some. This is pretty exciting, especially for you, Jimmy. 
Yeah, this is some uh, very interesting news. I mean, this is really a dream come true for a Last of Us adaptation. They've been talking about doing uh, a movie, uh, a movie version of The Last of Us for a long time. And I've always been like, that just doesn't really make sense to me. You just can't make... You can't build that relationship, especially if you do it as a Joel and Ellie story. You mm-hmm. cannot build that relationship in two hours. Um, so I think as a series, it's going to work out very well to do that. I'm very interested to see what they're going to keep from the, the game. And if it's the first game and the second game, that sort of thing. I almost wouldn't mind having the first season be like the Joe, Joel and Ellie arc. And then maybe making it kind of an anthology, uh, or keeping it keeping it as a mini series where it's just like that first season is the story, that's it. Or doing like an anthology where each mm-hmm. season follows some different characters. Yeah, like Fargo. Yeah. Exactly, like that <laughs> show I have not seen. Very good show. Um, yeah, uh, Last of Us, I'm excited for it. I think if Hugh Jackman is not Joel, that's such a huge missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean... A uh, huge missed opportunity. Indeed. If it's not Hugh Jackman and Ellen Page, what are we doing here? Yeah, what the heck? I mean, I could be the casting the, director for this movie. I mean, both of show. them are probably older than their game counterpart. Like, Hugh Jackman's older than Joel is, I'd say. And Ellen Page is definitely older than Ellie in the game. What do you, she's not 14? I bet she could play a, a 16-year-old yeah. version of Ellie, though, pretty easily. Probably. Um, I think both of them would be very good. Uh, but I'm sure whoever they cast will be uh, will be well thought out. They're not they're not going to be shirking this show. Um, they probably they probably want this to like be. I mean, obviously they they want this to be successful and have a good uh, uh, be a good adaptation of the source material. So. Yeah, I think between I think between HBO making it uh it being an adaptation done by as a mini series done by the director and writer Neil Druckmann who is mm-hmm. just amazing and having the showrunner of uh Chernobyl involved this is an obvious Thomas two thumbs up broke off for me especially with it being my favorite game ever. It's on HBO. They're going to be able to say swears. And she's gonna be gay still. Yep. Wow. Good. I mean, good. <laughs> I'm glad that was. <laughs> it's good that they're not changing that. <laughs> I, I saw like the Reddit post uh, a thread about that, and they're like, "This is the biggest non-news story of the year." <laughs> yeah. Every like news publication is like immediately after it was announced, it's like, "Also, Ellie's still gonna be gay." Good. <laughs> I mean, like, I would. I would hope that the not? creator of the game wouldn't change that. <laughs> For on HBO of all places. Yeah. Oh like okay. Good for them. Which is, it's not even like a huge deal in the first game. No, it's not. Like it comes up in the DLC. (laughs) Yeah. And it'll be a plot point, I'm sure, in the second one. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Um, So, Jimmy, we got our first look at the new Batmobile. Yeah. What'd you think? It looks like, it looks like we're evolving from the Tumblr in 2008 this new Batmobile now for 2021. And I think like the Batman V Superman Batmobile is like right in the middle of them. (laughs) Yeah. Just like look side by side. It's kind of like the mashup, which is kind of funny. I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks better than the bat suit. (laughs) (laughs) I, 
like a lot of people on the internet are saying how much like this looks like a fast and furious car yeah a little bit like it'll um, make a nice hot wheels yeah i mean it's it's definitely like it definitely has like sports car vibes but it i don't know i think it will work really well in the context of the movie because like it's more of an actual car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this the vibe I'm getting from this in the bat suit is that he's just, just kind of hastily putting everything together. <laughs> yeah. Like definitely Batman year 1 vibes from it. Yeah. Him. Like he's he's not a he's not been doing this very long. He hasn't had like a crew. It's not like the Dark Knight where he literally had Wayne Enterprises make it for him. Yeah. Make everything for him. That's um, Batman Begins. True. Also. Holden, uh, well, I meant that Knight. trilogy, but okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think it looks all right. A lot of people don't like it, but I'm going to give it a Brokaw, sure. I'll give it a Brokaw. All right. Cool. It's a car. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Yeah, we love cars. <laughs> We're that one car podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> you, you'll be excited for this, Jimmy. James Wan is creating a Universal monster film. Um, a, it's not exactly clear if it's going to be based off of a existing Universal monster or not. It kind of sounds like a Frankenstein movie because the uh, the premise of the film is that a group of teens discover their neighbor is making a monster in their basement, and then the monster escapes later. That's the premise. Wow. And then it turns out the humans are the real monsters, I tell yep. you. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's cool, I guess. I mean, if this is like if this is a Frankenstein movie, this kind of will follow the Invisible Man's approach to just making something completely different. But also in an um, keeping core elements of the original material. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean cool. we'll see. Uh, that's my I I mean I love James Wan. But um, I'd kind of like to see him dabble more in other genres. Uh, yeah. But this is a Bergeron for me. Like, when we'll see the trailer, probably I'll have a, a better idea of how excited for it I will be. James Wan and Lee Winnell teaming up again. They're not teaming up, but... <laughs> we can only dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say one one last short bit of news. Um, Christian Bale has been officially confirmed as Thor Love and Thunder's villain. Yeah, uh, We had theorized about this after he was in talks to be in the movie. Uh, but it was said in a recent interview with Tessa Thompson, but the identity of the villain is still unknown. He's probably the bad guy on the set, too, <laughs> with his <laughs> reputation. <laughs> I, would, I don't want him yelling at Taika Waititi. Yeah. That'd make me sad. I bet Taika gets along with him. Probably. I feel like it'd be really hard to be mad at Taika Waititi. Yeah. He just seems like a funny, nice guy. Yeah. I'll give it a Brokaw. I'll give it a Brokaw, too. Huh? Our, all Christian right. Bale is a good actor. No, I, well, we should maybe mention the uh, Ghost of Tsushima trailer. Oh, Did yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. I forgot to r- r- say that. Uh, so, Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> uh, the new PS4 exclusive about samurais and all that good stuff. Sushi mamas. Yeah. <laughs> um the uh, it's it's being developed by Sucker Punch Studios, but uh we'd seen like trailers for it at a couple E3s and whatnot, but no release date, but it's been officially confirmed to be coming out in June. 
So that's pretty exciting, Jimmy. Yeah, once you're done playing Doom Eternal for the sixth time, maybe you'll get around to this one. Hey, huh? I've only played Doom. I've only played Doom 2016 two times, Jimmy. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, maybe uh, when you're done playing Black Mesa for the fifteenth time. I've only played that one once. <laughs> hey, maybe when you're done playing Half Life Two for the eighth time, you'll I've get played that to more it. than eight times. <laughs> ah, there we go. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, looks pretty good. Uh, excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see the, with how the reviews are. I think it'll probably be one I pick up looking at it. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, now on to our review. Wait, I, I'll just Zabroka. mention this here. I want to mention this here in case you saw it, but if you didn't, that's okay. Did you see any of the new Half-Life Alex gameplay? Nope. Okay. Because <laughs> I have life. <laughs> 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 you should watch it, and we, maybe we'll talk about it next time. Why don't they call it Half Life as well, instead of Half Life Two? What? Let's no, <laughs> that doesn't work. Okay, on to our review of Onward. Well, old and another year, another Pixar movie. It's not a sequel this time, for once. Yeah, for Thank once, you. it's an original film. Uh, do you actually, first, do you want to talk about that Simpsons short a little bit? <coughs> yeah, we can talk about the Simpsons short. I mean, non-spoilers. I don't think we have to do a spoiler review for it. No. Uh, so, Pixar's well-known for, uh, before all of their films, always having a little short. Often will end up being Oscar-nominated. Um and this one's no different aside from we don't know if it'll be nominated from an Oscar and also for or for an Oscar and also um, it's a Simpsons one. Now, yeah. Disney owns Simpsons. Uh, it's also most of their uh, shorts are 3D animated, but obviously this is Simpsons. So it's uh, traditional 2D animation. Which is good. They didn't feel the need to change the animation style. <laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I thought this short was pretty good. I did too. It's I it was pretty funny. <laughs> so it's another one about Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, her, the last Maggie one was Oscar nominated. And her venture at the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think maybe no dialogue, very little dialogue, if anything. I don't think there's any dialogue. It's so it's completely told visually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's got a lot of the great classic Simpsons humor in mm-hmm. it. There's a lot of kind of uh, kind of things you read or you see in mm-hmm. the background. That's like a, a nice witty joke, and it's it just seemed to be have that heart of Simpsons like in its first ten seasons or whatever. Yeah, so like I appreciated if, that a lot. If you liked older Simpsons, you'll probably like this. And if you just it's, like. Good it's things. similar to like the Simpsons movie, I guess, in that regard. Yeah. Just in terms of that, it has like that classic humor. Um, it's kid friendly. I mean, it's coming before a Pixar movie, so that's good. Yeah, I was, I was curious, like, because I was in a pretty packed theater when I saw this movie, and I was like, and there were a bunch of kids, and I was wondering if when that was like started showing, if like parents were gonna like be like, what? <laughs> Like, oh yeah, this is Simpsons before a kids movie. What? But yeah, it's kid friendly. I think it. I, I think it actually got more laughs than the movie itself. <laughs> that could be. I don't know. Um, but 
yeah, I, I I think it was very nicely done. I don't was it about five minutes, five six yeah, seven minutes. It's pretty short, but it's yeah. I think it's a good ride. It's all visually told, like I said, like I said, very well put together. Um, I think it's just a delightful little time with our good pal Maggie. Maggie. Simpson. Also, okay, uh, a couple minor spoilers if you really care. Uh, but one, when Maggie doesn't have her bow or pacifier, she looks just like Lisa. Yeah. Because there's like one part where she's just like that, and I'm like, well, it just looks like Lisa. The other one is my favorite part. Of, my favorite part of this was when she's like driving the car, and then Homer's just like in the driver's seat with his arms behind his head. <laughs> Do you know what part I'm talking about? No, oh, you froze on me, so I missed it. Okay, Holden, <laughs> this Skype, I tell you, quickly, Gosh. quickly, recap it for me. Okay, so the uh, there's the part in the. Uh, when Maggie's like driving the car and then Homer's sitting in the driver's seat with his hands behind his head just like relaxing <laughs> my favorite part is when she part. goes home and she's like super depressed and like drinking out of the bottle like it's booze and stuff that was pretty good yeah <laughs> I yeah all that stuff was I, I thought it was really funny yeah uh yeah so I we don't need to give that a rating but <laughs> I'll give it a broca right. yeah okay I'll give it a broca too Probably um, enjoyed it more than the movie, but I also really? enjoyed the movie. So I there yeah, you so, go. <laughs> so so onward, uh, non spoilers. Obviously, uh, it's about it's it's this world where it's got these fantastical creatures, uh, the classic types that you'd see in a fantasy type movie, um, but it's like the modern world kind of with like te- in terms of technology and everything and magic doesn't really exist anymore people don't really use magic you don't need it with technology yeah like why would you it's just easier to, f- to flip a light switch than to cast a spell yeah uh, um so yeah and then on the main character's 16th birthday um tom played by tom holland uh, he gets a staff and a spell to bring his deceased father back from the dead for one day only, but he does it and creates pants. Just <laughs> the pantalones. Just, just the lower half of his dad. Yeah, just the lower half of his dad because the he's crystal, not like a yeah. Because the crystal in the staff breaks, and so then they have to go on a road trip to find a new crystal to create the rest of the dad. A quest to a get quest. a quest. Yeah, his older right. brother's Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, and he's a big nerd. <laughs> but also kind of a rocker guy. Yeah. But without the band. Yeah. He gives off the vibes of like of Roderick from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but instead of a band, uh he he just has a board game. Yep. And a <laughs> lot of self confidence. Yep. Uh so Jimmy, I think I liked this movie more than you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dislike it yeah. at all. It was just like, I don't know. It was just missing something for me. It was, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's as good as like Pixar's best, um, from like the early to mid two thousands, which is probably when they had their best films. Um, but I liked it. It's pro. It might be my favorite since. What would be the last one I'd really like? Um, Up? Maybe. I don't know. I, I really like the first two-thirds of The Incredibles 2. I li- yeah, I don't... 
I don't know where I, uh, my my feelings on Incredibles two fluctuates from time to time. I don't really know where I stand on that right now, um, but I think that one aside, definitely it's probably the best one since then. I like Inside Out's good, but it never really resonated with me as much as everyone I think else did. Inside Out is pretty overrated. Like I think it's good, but I think it's super super predictable. And this yeah. movie is predictable, but not nearly to the extent of Inside Out. Yeah. And I also liked this a lot more than Coco. I was never really a big I, fan of Coco. I put it on the same level as Coco for me. Like, okay. very solid. Um, I think maybe my thing with this movie is that it just really isn't visually unique. Like, it, the idea is creative, but, like, the animation itself is very similar to what DreamWorks and then just normal Disney animation is doing. Like, it really doesn't distinguish itself in any way. I mean, Coco is just beautiful. It's gorgeous to look at. Mm -hmm. The Incredibles has its distinct style. A lot of the other Pixar movies have its own style. Um, And this one just kind of feels like any other animation studio. I agree. That that's probably my biggest gripe with this movie is the animation, um, because especially when we have a movie like Soul coming out later this year, which looks very like unique, at least for part looks of it. Looks like Inside Out. Well, okay, but for like the the human parts, like do you remember that trailer? The human it looks like when when he's people? a human. Yeah, that yeah. looks like Inside Out. No, come it on, doesn't. Okay, whatever. It looks old. very okay. Well, it, go watch the Soul trailer. I think it's a lot I, more. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's a lot more stylistically unique than this movie. Um, I think the animation in this movie is very good. It's good. It's just not yeah. different. It's just not unique, though. I agree. Doesn't add anything to the movie, and it's so many Pixar movies, the animation is such a adds so much character to it, and it doesn't yeah. here. And I mean, that's something that Incredibles 2 has over this because Incredibles 2 is just an improved version of the style that the first one had. Yeah, I mean, this one just doesn't seem to have a unique style. Mm, sure. So, I think that I think that for me is probably what does it. And also, I just didn't think... I thought it could have been... Like, not that it wasn't funny. I just thought it could have been funnier at times it didn't the humor didn't really bother me i thought certain parts of it were pretty funny and when i didn't it wasn't, like yeah i didn't think it was unfunny like there weren't moments where i was like that's not funny but i was just like i felt like there was room for more humor um i think the stuff that i did find humorous was like the just the pants yeah the just kind of pretty the, good some of the dad's personality that was showcased from his pants and kind of just kind of the quirkiness of the movie in general yeah of this kind of quest thing and <clears throat> stuff like that but i don't like i said i none of the things i don't have any major issues with this movie like it's all kind of just a bunch of it the biggest thing for me for the the biggest thing about this movie for me is that it just <laughs> it's unfair but it it just doesn't stack up to pixar's best movies in in a lot of ways I think but, I'm coming at it from, like, I had very low expectations for this movie because, like, and it was never really impressed with the trailers and, like, I also have just, like, not really liked many of the recent Pixar movies. Um, 
I also probably did like this more than Toy Story 4. I think I like Toy Story 4 a little better. I don't know. I, For me, the big thing that works in this movie, first of all, I really like the world. I like the concept of the world, and I like a lot of the things that are presented in the movie um, regarding these fantasy elements combining with like modern technology. I really like that. But I also, like, the relationship between the brothers is so good. Mm-hmm. And it made, I, like, teared up at the end of the movie. And I was sitting there and I'm like, like, the reason why things like this get to me is just because, like, family is so important to me and stuff. And so, like, seeing this, like, brotherly bond and, like, everything, uh, I won't spoil exactly how far that goes. Um, but it's just so, it's so good. Yeah, no, I definitely think the relationship is one of the strengths of this mm-hmm. movie and the the fi- family dynamics. Um, I I think definitely a lot more works in this movie than doesn't work. Um, I think uh, voice performances are pretty good. Tom Holland still sounds like a sixteen year old, so it works. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris Pratt's you know he's Chris Pratt he's Chris Prattin' it up. Yep, in that in that role. Um, I, okay, I, one of my favorite characters is the, is the Manticore, though. Yeah. I, I think the Manticore is really funny. I think it might be the funniest part of the movie for me. Um, and she's voiced by Octavia Spencer. She does a very good job. Um, I'll probably talk about the Manticore more in spoilers because there's some stuff there, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I liked her and I liked the mom. Mm -hmm. The mom was good. I kind of liked the uh, the centaur boyfriend of the mom. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was funny. Um, I also just like the concept. I like whenever like he there's a there's a couple times where he gets in and out of the police car and he's just like wedging himself in <laughs> and like pulling himself out because he's this big big old horse body fitting in just a, like a normal car. <laughs> just walking around the house too. Just yeah, knocking stuff over. That was pretty funny. Um. Hmm. I don't really have a ton to add, so if you if you're ready to go on to spoilers after a rating here. Uh, who uh Yeah, I guess I don't really I mean I have stuff I want to add in spoilers, but probably not a lot more here. Yeah, we can go on. Let's give our ratings. Alright, ready, hold and sync at the same time. Three okay. Two, one, eight. Eight out of ten. All right. So we're both on the same page. (laughs) Wait, what'd you give it? I said eight out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) I like how we're we're just so inconsistent with how we rate things between each other that like we could say completely different things. I like I said, I think it just I sound like I'm more down on this movie than I am. Because in my head, it's impossible to separate this film from the other Pixar movies. I'll push this up to an 8.5, actually, just to differentiate it a little bit more. I think it's I think it's pretty, pretty good. I don't remember what I think I gave Toy Story 4 like a 9. I'd probably give it an 8 at this point, though. Wow. Retroactively pushing that down. But you haven't seen it since, have you? No, but just from what I remember. I think this movie is forgettable in a lot of ways not because it's not great there's certain parts of this movie that i'm gonna remember i don't like that's my problem with toy story 4 is i think it's pretty forgettable 
but I, I saw this. So we're recording Sunday. I saw this Friday night, and I already do not remember a lot of it. Okay, Jimmy. I so, saw it last night, and I'm remembering it just fine. Yeah, because you added one fewer day. All right, let's get on the spoilers, Holden. <laughs> Yep. So I I we could have talked about this in non-spoilers a bit, I guess. I didn't think the movie was too predictable. I didn't I, either, which is but, a little more rare for Pixar and mm-hmm. kids movies. Usually they seem very like connect the dots, you see where it's going and all that. I did though from the very first from the very start know that the dad was only going to be there for a few minutes. Like, as soon as they had a time limit to bring their dad back, I was like, oh, yeah, by the end of it, they're only going to have, like, two minutes to see him or whatever. I was like, I thought that was pretty obvious. Yeah. But the, when he sets the timer. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's they're going to be down, cutting right down to the wire. There's no way they're going to have, like, four hours <laughs> with their dad <laughs> or something. I did think there were some inconsistencies in this movie. Um, I forgot to bring this up in non-spoilers. But, like, there is a moment when he breaks his phone when he's leaving. Mm-hmm. I think that was a cop-out for a lot of times when they could have used their phones for certain things. Yeah. Like, finding a gas station and all that. That The fact that his brother doesn't have a phone, I think, is pretty convenient. Y- yeah, that was weird. And that nobody Did- else has a phone they can bother- borrow. Do they mention that his brother doesn't have a phone? No. Okay. I don't think so. Also, there's a point when they're jumping across this, like, uh, the, what's it called? The thing that's going to disintegrate them, the gelatinous cube or whatever. Yeah. It's coming at them, and there's this gap with spikes in it. And instead of doing the bridge spell, he, like, does the levitating spell on his brother. That and seemed then weird to me, surprised. too. But at the surprised. same time, like, I don't know how his brother could have done it because you have to be holding the staff what's that for the uh the bridge spell oh i get i i I didn't understand that that you could only walk on that if you have the staff yeah you have to hold the staff and you have to the person casting the spell has to believe that it's there okay i didn't realize you also had only the person with the staff could travel on it yeah I don't know, so but he still, I mean, he still could have used that spell, and he didn't, for whatever yeah. reason. Well, how does he get across? I don't remember. Does he jump, he and then his brother grabs him? Are you sure he doesn't use the bridge spell? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Maybe. Because I was wondering that. himself. <laughs> I was wondering that the whole time. No, yeah. Or he could have just shrunk the gelatinous cube. That's true. Then just so. step on it. Or just, yeah, levitate and throw it away. <laughs> just drop it in the little pit. But, I yeah, the whole cell phone thing kind of bothered me because they were put, doing such a push for, like, technology. You're like, you don't need magic anymore. And then if they would have just had technology, they wouldn't have had to do a lot of yeah this stuff. Or had, a lot of the conflict happened or a lot of the uh, plot mishaps happened because of not having technology. Mm-hmm. So I thought, um, uh, yeah, because really, like, they don't use technology a whole lot aside from, like, cars, I guess. 
Well, and they show people like on their phones and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I, maybe I wasn't interpreting like this movie to be necessarily a clash between fantasy and technology, but more so just fantasy and like the modern world and stuff. And so I thought like a lot of the other elements of them, I do. I think, I think that works really well for the manticore. Yeah. I think that's where I think it works real. Yeah, and I think there's a few. I think there's a few parts in the movie where that works really well. But we can talk about the Manticore really well uh, right now. I think the Manticore's part might be my favorite part of the movie. I liked how the whole this just like the mascot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was probably the funniest part of the movie for me. Like, oh, you want to see the you want to see the Manticore or whatever? Here he is. <laughs> this mascot jumps out. <laughs> <laughs> it made me like. It, it made me uneasy in my seat because I don't like mascots that much. Emily but hates mascots, so I'm sure I'm not like scared like, oh. of them, but they give they definitely give me like I'm definitely apprehensive towards them. Wow, Holden, yeah, it's kids you movie too about me. Is it PG or G? This movie, PG, I think. I don't Probably. know. It's, Toy Story was a hard G or whatever. <laughs> I think this this has to be PG. There's, there's definitely some like violence. creepy. There's like some creepy imagery for like yeah, but kids. Didn't didn't Toy Story have the ventriloquist dolls and was that's rated true. G? That's true. That is the hardest G movie I've ever seen, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like I I like Tom Holland's character. Oh, his character's name is Ian. That's it. I liked Ian like convincing the Manticore like, hey, like. <laughs> what what happened to you you used to be like this fierce beast and now you're just here and then she freaks out and just kind of goes crazy for the rest of the movie <laughs> she's like slightly unhinged for the rest of the movie and i think that's pretty funny the karaoke machine yeah <laughs> just dealing with customers anybody who's ever worked in retail will relate I, I like how she just has like that map of the phoenix gym up on the wall yeah like it's memorabilia or whatever. And that was another thing. Like if they had a cell phone, they could have just taken a picture of it. Yeah, that's true. That wasn't like they didn't need the thing. And that was like another one of those instances that came up while I was watching it. Like all the times that, oh, my cell phone broke. So this is going to explain away a lot of these plot issues. Do you think that this movie benefits or doesn't benefit from not having a villain? Uh, I don't think it needs a villain. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think that would have been were, distracting. There there were a couple places that I was saying that like, oh, this movie doesn't have a villain and that kind of like harms the movie, but like I think it works. <laughs> I think it works better without a villain. Yeah. I think you if get they tried to shove a villain into the story, it would have seemed weird. And I mean they're already working against like a timer and like making sure they're not caught by their parents and the police and whatnot. And so like there's enough like like force working against them that there doesn't need to be a villain no there doesn't it would and it would have made the movie probably more predictable and generic yeah. too uh guinefer uh guinefer's sacrifice i think is a touching moment yeah that i didn't I, see coming right away i was i before that moment came i was like noting i was like i'm gonna mention on the podcast about how this car is like how it's being characterized as like a character itself and then it sacrifices i'm like yep I felt like the moment. I felt the the van was cliche. The van was as much a character as the rest. Wow. 
I said that for Parasite too when talking about the house. That was also cliche, but <laughs> you just say all these cliche things, Holden. Yep. Way to distinguish yourself from the rest of critics around the world. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh I liked I liked the dragon at the end of the movie. Yeah, with the face. Yeah. The <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty creative. Um and I just, yeah, I, I like the concept of this, like, curse. It's it's a curse, but it's also, like, a monster. I liked that. I liked the bit when they were like, you use magic to destroy the whole school and to put it back together again or whatever. Or yeah. you put it, <laughs> used it to put the school back together and destroy it And in then the, the one place. kid's like, yeah, but wasn't it also your magic that destroyed the school? Because I was thinking that the whole time. I'm like, I'm glad you guys are brothers and you got like literally 30 seconds with your dad and you kind of saw those 30 seconds from a distance. Yeah. But also you destroyed the school. (laughs) (laughs) And so that they put it back together again. There's you have that one kid in the class. I thought that was a nice touch. It's only like inadvertently their fault, though, like because they didn't know about the curse. And even if they knew about the curse, how would they know it was going to destroy the school? (laughs) No, but still. Yeah. Somebody's got to be held accountable. Yeah, I think they should take the the curse to trial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and getting to that point, I thought the Ian's realization that his brother has kind of been like this father figure to him. I like that made me tear up a little bit, and like realizing that he doesn't need a dad because he's had this like brother. Yeah, I was like. That's really great. And I thought it was like, I mean, Pixar is well known for having these like touching like moments and a lot of them are about family. But this is like an aspect that really, I guess, hasn't been explored that much or like with this much of a focus in one of their movies. And I just I thought it was really great. Yeah, I agree that this sort of at least I mean, we've seen it in like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 where it's kind of like another older figure, not but never never from the brother kind Mm -hmm. of version of it or not often not as often you don't see that and i thought that was touching too i thought that was an unexpected kind of arc or yeah. realization <laughs> i think it worked uh very well and uh kind of letting his dad or letting his brother say goodbye to his dad and the dad making like a bad dad joke or whatever yeah <laughs> being 30 seconds or whatever classic dads i uh I saw it with my youngest brother, uh, Logan, and immediately after the movie, he turns to me and he's like, you're not like a dad to me. <laughs> and that's, I'm like, that's good. I'm like, well, it's a good thing we have a dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just very funny. That's good that you're not a father-like figure to, to Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm like, well, Logan, I mean, you do, like, constantly want me to call you from college, so I think you do look up to me a little bit. <laughs> I I got to talk about my movie-going experience, because this is the first movie I've ever gone to alone. Really? Yeah, I thought you had gone before. No. But, okay, I so had I had almost gone before. Um, and so this is what happened. It did. So maybe this is a little bit negative going into it. So, uh, not going to the movie alone, but kind of what happened at the movie theater. So mm-hmm. I went to get my ticket and like, I used my uh, ticket 
voucher thing. Sure. And like it's reserved seating now at the theater, so you have to select your seat. And I like to kind of sit f- that front row of the back with the railing in front of you, kind of towards the middle. Put your feet up on the railing. Nice screw. The screen's not too close but not too far away. It's kind of your field of vision. It's very comfortable in there. It's a nice spot to sit. Um, that kind of was taken up, but a little off to the side was free. So I was like, oh, I'll just sit a few seats off to the side for the middle, front row. going to be pretty ideal. Um, so I select the seat, and like it doesn't work right away. And the, the person at the counter was like, oh, uh, to the ticket booth was like, oh, just do it again. So I hit the seat, and it was like, g13 or something was the seat name and i hit it and she's like all right your ticket here's your ticket it's theater four you know first off the left or whatever so i go into the theater and i'm like i'm walking there i look down at my ticket and it says like l5 which is like (laughs) like (laughs) up far back corner (laughs) spot and i'm like this is not the ticket i got but i'm like uh, the i walked in like right when the trailers were starting so I was like, well, I'm just going to sit where my seat was supposed to be because there's like five open seats right there. So like sure. if people come in, I'll just, you know, I'll just move over so they have their room to sit or whatever because fi- all five of them aren't probably going to be taken up since like the trailers are literally starting right now. It's an mm-hmm. 830 showing of this movie. So like who's going to bring their kid to that late of a showing? Like we're going to get out at like 1030. Yeah. Usually most kids are in bed by then. So I go sit in my the spot I was supposed to sit in. Like, you know, a couple trailers go by, nothing. Then, uh, like, a group of four comes in. And I'm like, oh. And then I have to move all the way to the person kind of sitting in the middle. And I'm, like, sandwiched between them and this, like, little girl. I'm like, well, this is not ideal. Um, so that, I was like, oh. And then another person comes in, like, three minutes later sitting in the seat that I'm taking up and he just <laughs> glares at me. What? He just like glares at me and I'm like, I'm sorry. And I was going to like give an explanation, but I just like, I <laughs> just left <laughs> and I just quickly sat in like the, like the side uh, chair of the row behind it. And mm-hmm. I was like, please do not let anybody come now. And nobody did, but like, it was just very embarrassing, and I think they, that man just was so angry at me. And I'm like, <laughs> I was supposed to have this seat. It's a, Imagine I'm sorry. Ang- being angry over a theater chair. <laughs> so that was a rough start, but I, I got into a good mood after the Simpsons short and the movie. So That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, just a little story I thought I'd share the podcast it's all holden's fault too obviously yeah (laughs) i don't know what happened with the ticket thing because i tapped on like i tapped on the thing like we've done this multiple times like i did not hit l5 that's why you buy them online jimmy i don't know what's going on holden (laughs) um trying to think if there's anything else to say about this movie after you had that tangent i thought the car chase was pretty good a good sequence which one? The car chase on the freeway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I good. didn't necessarily love the little biker guys. Yeah. I think the biker guy trope has been played out. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen wild hogs. We've seen wild hogs. <laughs> we know it. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was that good. Um, and it was just a lot of, like, 
you're talking to me. <laughs> there wasn't yeah. even like a lot of there wasn't even like any fighting. Like one of them smashes a bottle. They're just kind of mean for no good reason other than yeah. they're just a biker they're gang, bikers. I guess. And they're small, so it's ironic and funny, but it's they're really giving not bikers that funny. a bad name. And they're like little pixie things or whatever. I don't know. I uh I I liked the dragon dog. Yeah, except that they got no play in it. Yeah. I mean I thought it was cute. But it got no play, Holden. Okay. I liked the the uh unicorns. Also good, but got no play. Okay. And kind of spoiled <laughs> what, in what the What kind trailer. of play does it need? I don't know. I it's I think it's things like that that like just add to the world. They don't necessarily need to be huge elements in it. They add to the world, but I think like they they didn't use them as effectively as they could have. And they also showed them in the trailers. So that impact was lost on me when they had nothing else to add. They didn't show the cave part where they're in the caves. No, but they showed them when they were in like the garbage cans. And I yeah. thought that was funnier. Okay. Well, I don't know. I thought this movie was pretty good. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it more than Jimmy a little bit, which is why I had to distinguish my rating. Wow. Um, would it be impacted by the way I review it? What? Well, I said, would it be impacted by the way I reviewed? No, nah, I just realized I don't think I've justified an eight, an eight versus an eight point five, so it doesn't really matter. I don't get why you put. Yeah, you sounded like you were like nine out of ten to me, so I don't know why no, you gave it an eight. I don't th- no, because like, I don't know. I had some negative points I brought up. Listeners will know, but I when, don't want to. When like, you go were talking about the movie. You said ah, the animation wasn't amazing, but it was good. That was your gripe. <laughs> no, Holden. I had something else. I can't. No, I well, can't. I was remember. reeling off all these great, legitimate points of criticism. No, I had those. I had an other point, and I de- I definitely brought it up. I can't remember though. Yeah, uh, likely story. Matter. Too bad it's not recorded, so you'll never be able to find out what rec- it was. I'm not going to listen back to this. No, you won't. But I will. Lucky okay. me. Um, yeah, I think that's it for Onward. Jimmy, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing, Holden? Yeah, you can go first. I'm going first this week. I actually have some things that I have been doing. Last night... I watched the pilot of Better Call Saul. So I guess wow. that's the show I'm committing to next. I'm going to wait until the whole show's out. I probably should do that, but too late now. It was... Spoiler, it's really good. Wow, what a what a hot take. It's kind of got us... Like, the, the, the pilot works really well. It's got a story within a story sort of stuff. Lots of... It's got like an interesting like flash forward, I think. Um, and it's got a nice cliffhanger ending. That's uh, it's made me interested. Uh, so I thought that was really good. I'm looking forward to watching that show. I've only heard great things about it. Um, I also rewatched like bits of La La Land last night. Just, Why bits? I don't. I just I didn't have. It was like eleven fifteen. I'm like, well, I can't watch the whole thing, but I just kind of want to watch some parts of it right now so i watched like the griffith observatory scene the Mm -hmm. lovely night scene 
and uh, the epilogue. And man, I hadn't watched the end of the movie in a while. And I'm like, this epilogue is brutal. That's so good. It's up there for my favorite endings in cinema history. Right up there with Saw. It might be my favorite ending. It's so good. It's I mean, my, Hot it might Rod's be, ending is pretty great. It might be my, <laughs> it might be my favorite sequence in film. Mm. Yeah, it's up there. Just like my ceiling. <laughs> what uh, else, Jimmy? I also watched, uh, rewatched the movie Life Is Beautiful because uh, they were showing it in one of the classes in which I student teach. Um, Because I haven't started teaching yet, but it was being shown because they just got done with like the Holocaust and all that. And uh, it's really good. I still have certain gripes with it, um, but I think it's definitely a movie worth watching. Um, And it's got a lot of great things about it. I think it suffers a little bit from being too predictable. And one thing, it's one of those movies that literally like everything that is set up comes to like a, a conclusion that it's kind of convenient from at times um and i think and there's a ton of it in the movie like a ton all the time things are being set up and like concluding so you know you'll understand it if you watch it but i think it's got a lot of charm and heart and then also uh i think it's it's a great movie about family and love and sacrifice uh and it's hard not to like uh Oh, I forget the name of the guy. It's like Roberto Benini or something is the writer, director, star of it. It's hard not to love him. He's super charismatic and just a joy to watch. So definitely nice. worth watching. Um, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all Holocaust movie like some other people do. I think it is a very great film, though, and definitely deserving of its Oscar win back in like 95 or something like that. Um... Additionally, what have I done? I oh, I know what I did. I platinumed Beat Saber. Hold wow, them. platinum trophy. Platinum trophy, definitely my top achievement in gaming. I would say <laughs> is getting that Incredible. that elusive 0.5 percent um, of players get the platinum trophy of Beat Saber on PlayStation VR. Um. I, it's a great game. It's a great workout. I highly recommend it if you have a, a system capable of VR. I think that's it for me. If I think of something, I'll let you know, Holden. But you could start taking over. What are you doing? Okay. Well, I I did a few things this week. I So I've been home. Uh, oh, in case you guys can't tell, we are definitely uh, separate for this one. It's our spring break. Um, well, not Jimmy's spring break because he's student teaching, but I, it's my spring break. Um, so I'm back home in Lincoln um, and just kind of hanging out. And I've in the like day and a half that I've been here, I've already played and beat Sonic Forces on the PS4. Was that the uh, PS Plus game? Yeah, it was that in Shadow of the Colossus. I like came back and I, I really had an urge to play a Sonic game for some reason. And I had heard this one wasn't very good. But it was like free, so I was like, oh, I'll just play it. I know it's supposed to be short, and I played it, and it wasn't very good, but I beat it. <laughs> now I can say I did that. I, I hold on. I remembered the other thing I did. I had mentioned it to you the other day, right before you left. Um, I played through the Final Fantasy VII demo. 
Oh, so did I. So did yeah. I. Yeah, so we can talk about it right now. What'd you think, Holden? Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good, too. I uh, I think... I'm, I'm curious to see how the rest of the game goes and how... I mean, even the elements in that demo, how they go for the... When the game is released. I think... The bosses seem like they could be really long. Yeah. Like, really grindy. And I was getting, like... It's not as bad as, like, Monster Hunter World, but if you've if anyone who's listening... Oh, I know Xander has... Uh, Xander plays that game, but the those fights, like, Monster Hunter World fights can take, like, an hour. Oh, my and obviously, gosh. And it doesn't take that long in this demo, but that boss fight takes so long. I'm like, I could see, like, the secret, like bosses that are present in the original game i could see those taking a real long time to fight well there is there are difficulty modes mm-hmm. so yeah you but might I mean, be able to adjust a little bit there that depending. was me starting out a little bit more negative but i like i really like the gameplay i think it seems pretty fun it's very there's a lot of different things to it because at first you're just kind of like, oh, you press square or whatever to to swing your sword, and that's really easy. But you're like throughout the demo, you're presented more and more elements. You can switch between characters, and every character like slowly can build up like magic attacks and stuff like that. Um, there's just a lot of lot of parts to it, and it seems like there'd be a lot of different variety that you can bring to battle. Um, the visuals are gorgeous looks mm-hmm. so good um i'm not super familiar with how with like the original game's world but from what i understand it stays pretty true to it um i like the character models and everything they all look really good i think his pants look ridiculous <laughs> i mean he's an he's like an anime character <laughs> his pants so, are ridiculous look, i don't i don't remember what his pants look like look up a picture of his pants cloud strife's they're, pants i'll look it up they're right now silly <laughs> What is it? Cloud Strife? Cloud Strife. Strife? Cloud yeah. Strife Pants Final Fina- Final Fantasy VII Remake. Tell me these are not silly. Down at the ankles? Those things <laughs> have like a radius of a foot around his ankles. What? I don't know. I'm... I, I'll look... You, you keep talking about the demo. I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> They're, they're ridiculous. I could not focus on the game. I know the sword is like big and ridiculous as well, but they're silly pants, in my opinion. Just I'm goofy. I'm glad that's a point for you. What's that? I'm glad that's just like a whole talking point for you. I think it is. Like I was distracted by his pants. I'm like, why would you wear those pants? They look goofy. You know, maybe that's the... I mean, his hair is weird too, and he's got a big sword. He has he's like basically weird... Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I get that, but like, he doesn't. The big sword's kind of cool or whatever, but the pants are just goofy looking to me. Um, that's my big negative is why are you wearing those pants? <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, like I said, I haven't played the original game, but apparently they add some like characterization to the characters that wasn't really there because I mean, the original game wasn't voice acted, and this one is. I mean, the voice acting is kind of hammy, but like... Yeah, that's the thing that's probably be, probably driving me away from this game the most, or why I would not get it right away, is that I just don't know. I don't really like... Like, I don't have anything against, like, anime, but I don't really like some of the hamminess of, like, the of some anime things, and yeah. kind of the over-dramatic 
sensationalized elements that some anime things have, which I th- I think it's really fun. I like I games like this where you know there's going to be I mean we even saw some there's definitely going to be lines that are just delivered poorly but like very like enthusiastically I'm I'm very excited for that. Yeah, see that's a major turnoff for me. Like if it I just kind of like grounded things more. And not necessarily wow. that things have to be like realistic, I'm but like Jimmy, I'm boring. I like The Last of Us, but I won't play Doom cuz Doom doesn't have a uh, the last of us plot i never said i wouldn't play doom (laughs) i just don't like it when things don't like are just not necessarily like with the world and with the plot and everything but like when characters just sound like they're not even real people that's where it gets me oh well i think it's fine i know it's just a it's an opinion (laughs) thing olden i don't think it objectively makes it bad it's just my opinion my style and i like the last of us Give me a break. Uncharted <laughs> is campy and fun, but it's also grounded in a lot of ways. So, I mean, I guess. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, that's all I've got for that. Uh, I'll bring you. Uh, you know what? I'm going to bring Doom with me back to school and give it to you. You're going to play it. Maybe someday. <laughs> um, It'll probably be the PS Plus game of the month right before the new one comes out, huh? The new one comes out this month. Yeah, right after the new one comes out. <laughs> um, yeah. So I also last night after I beat Sonic Forces, I started playing the Resident Evil Two remake. Pretty great, Jimmy. Pretty great. Yeah, it's I like to play it. It's really, it's really tense. It's a lot different than Seven, and um, even the game I played was it over winter break? Yeah, Revelations. It's a lot different than those two because this is like actual like zombies, um, a lot more in like this, the, the worst part about this, and it was present in the, in the original game is like, you can kill zombies, but you'll come back and they're like, they'll get back up if you come back in the room and you have like very limited ammo, like in most Resident Evil games. And so you have this limited ammo and you're like constantly moving room for room and unless you blow off the head of a zombie which is also really hard to do like they'll just get back up it's very realistic yeah (laughs) it's very it's very tense but i really like it's it similar in vain to like i guess the final fantasy 7 remake that's how you should do a remake is like just make it very different like but still staying true to the original in a unique way because they both have like like fine like resident evil 2's original game was very different in gameplay final fantasy 7's original game was very different in gameplay but it's not like it like final fantasy 7 remake is still an rpg this is still a horror game it's just kind of making it in a different way i think it's very good making um, it better maybe <laughs> probably i would never play the original resident evil 2 <laughs> tank controls i don't need that um but then I also I'm holding. I don't need tank controls. Are you saying you would play it? Huh? No, I'm just saying I'm <laughs> mocking you. Um, you. You can have your opinion, but my opinion's bad. I uh, I watched Clerks two last night. I've talked about Clerks on this podcast before. Very funny indie movie uh, from the classic from the nineties. And this one's like it was made in two thousand six, so several years later. 
and it's still pretty funny. It's got some good parts, but it, it kind of lacks the authenticity that the original had. The original felt like a student film, I guess, but like a good student film. And this one's like, it definitely has a lot more money behind it because that one made money. But I don't know. It's just kind of missing what the original had. It's also not filmed in black and white, and the original was. And I think it would have been made so much better if it stayed in black and white. Um, yeah, but I, I liked it for the most part. Um, I think that's it. Oh, I guess I started watching uh, third season of Castlevania, which is one of two animes I've seen. That and Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I've, I've watched both of those animes, but the Castlevania anime on Netflix, very good. And like it, this new season has been getting like near perfect scores from different places. Like I know IGN gave it a ten out of ten. So um, it has to be good. So it has to be good. <laughs> but everywhere else I've seen it has been giving it like nines or whatever. This is, but it's very good so far. I don't know. That's probably it for me, Jimmy. Though. That's it for me too, Holden. I think that means it's that's it for the show, huh? Yeah. Next week is, depending on what we want to do, we've got a few options. Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, the Hunt. Oh, yeah. That movie. And we could do a user request, but I want to go for one of those two. Maybe The Hunt. <laughs> I kind of want to see The Hunt, too, but will you be back here? You probably won't be no, back here. Uh, I don't want to go to that movie just by myself, though. We'll see. We'll figure it. We'll, we'll decide. We'll probably do one of those movies. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, for us. You think that's it, Holden? Yeah. Uh, we got. Uh, wait, no. We did we get another request? No, we recorded last week when we got that first request. Uh, supposedly Scott Sutter wrote a review and was about to post it, and then my youngest brother accidentally deleted it. So wow. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get that. I know what movie he's requesting. Um, Thanks a lot, Logan. <laughs> I know what movie he's my dad's gonna request, so uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll we'll, we'll say it once once the review actually gets put up. Stay tuned. Um, stay tuned. You'll be on the edge of your seat for like a week. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, social medias. Do it. Good advice. Um, yeah. I'm glad you're really taking us home here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Leave us our five star reviews, um, and request a video if you want, or do or give us some money on Patreon, and you can also give us a request for a movie that way. Um, yeah, I did some, uh, Jimmy, I d- I did some planning. I kind of planned out the schedule for this podcast over the next until the end of the year. I just had some wow. like wow. I was I was really bored in one of my classes that was kind of doing nothing for its last day before spring break. So I just kind of popped out the uh, release calendar and kind of wrote down what I figured we were going to be doing. Um, and we've got, especially like in a couple months, we've got a few gap weeks. So give us those requests. All right. That's it, huh, Holden? Yep. That's All it. All right. See you later, folks. Adios pantalones. Love you.